I'm KJ Bryant, and it's not just me. The following program is for adult audiences only. This nigga said, hold on, this nigga said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bunch of lies. Recently, I just found out that driving the boat was not a sex thing. This seemed like it'd be it could be the triumphant theme song for 2020. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. I guess we know now, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to It's Not Just Me, hosted by KJ and Chill. Chill's a little wrapped up right now, so I got Grammy in the building. You got Grammy in the building today? You already know. Baby, baby, where did these niggas be at? When they say they doing all this and all that, tired of beefing you bums. You can't even pay me enough to react. Been waking up in the crib, but sometimes I don't even know where I'm at. Welcome to It's Not Just Me. You already know what it is. Um, So last year around this time, I kind of, you know, wrapped up the year. You, you already know that it's, um, I've said millions of times how much I hate the award shows, how much I, um, sometimes I think they get it wrong when it comes to their picks of who the best was or who the most impactful was or who the biggest was. But aside all that, Everybody has their own opinion. You know what I'm saying? So everybody can argue against whoever about whoever thinks this, that, and the third. But since I had my own show, I decided that I wanted to pick who I thought was 
the best in certain categories for the year. And I also wanted to lay out my predictions of artists to watch for 2021. Um, for the past couple of years, I've always done this and I usually get a couple of them right. And I get a couple of them wrong, but, um, no, I've you, been, you I've been hitting, I've yeah, been hitting, yeah, I've been hitting for at least since 2018. I've been, yeah, hitting, you know what I'm saying? Say about you. Yeah. You know how to pick <clears throat> I've been on a streak. So, we're going to get to that later. But like I said, um, with that song was so fitting, you know, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry. And we did have some sad moments. I mean, obviously, coronavirus and, you know, COVID-19 yeah, sure. and all that shit like that had us going through, you know, a struggle, especially for creators and people in the entertainment industry. On top of some of the tragedies that we've had, like, you know, the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake, you know what I'm saying, and the untimely death of Kobe Bryant and Chad with Bozeman and so many other people that we lost during a time where we were already in uncertainty and isolation and yeah, fucked up money and unemployment and a yeah, weird ass fucking it, it, president crazy, and crazy like you know year. what I'm saying like it was a wild year so like everybody who pushed through and got to this New Year's you know what I'm saying like you should give yourself a round of applause because you had all types of stress <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the type of stress and the pressure cooker that 2020 created was not for the week. You know what I'm saying? And some people came up. I know I was one of them. I yeah, was. I, mean, I was I able. Definitely found. I definitely found a new ground. Yeah, I had to dig in. I had to dig into the resources that I had in front of me, and, and stop moving around so much. And I became. I made more moves not moving. Yeah. <laughs> if yep, that makes absolutely. any sense, you know what I'm saying? Because you have to start within yourself, pretty much. You have to say, look, this is what I have access to right here, right now, and then make, make you know, something happen with that. Right. And, and, and definitely, you know, you had the use of technology, like doing Zoom shit, um, Teams. I found out about a whole bunch of other new video chat joints, like Around. Um, that's a dope one that anybody needs to check out. Around is going to be the one, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you could be uh, multiple rooms. Like, we have five of us in a room right now on different video conference calls, right? And your background, you would not hear, um, they wouldn't hear me talking in the background of your video. It's isolating the sound for you and it's right. isolating the video and it puts you in like a little bubble. It's a dope little thing. I don't really want to fully describe it, but just go to around.co and know that's not an ad. They didn't pay me for it. But now that I think about it, if they let me in the beta, they should, you know what I'm saying? For shouting out, cause I'm sure a lot of y'all didn't know about it. Um, there were some funny moments. Sometimes we laugh. Ha ha. Um, some weird ones. Um, I went through and pulled a list. Um, March 23rd, there was a strip club in Portland that created a service called Boober Eats where they were delivering chicken wings and burgers to some of their um, people's houses who ordered takeout with um, topless women. So topless women show up at your door and deliver your food and shit. And obviously it got on Uber's radar because, um, you know, they, they, they put a little pressure and they had to change the name to food to go, but they still had topless ladies, you know what I'm saying? But Boober Eats is okay, a that fucking, makes sense. fucking crazy ass name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they had to know that Uber was going to come after that at some point. Right. 
Um, we had all types of protests going on this year, but in June, um, the protesters of this generation decided to try something different in D.C. when they held a dancing outside of the White House where, you know, they stood out there that. and in protest, they danced, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it that. was crazy because it was like, that it doesn't get more peaceful than that, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like, like, but it Absolutely. drew attention, and, and that's um one of the biggest things. Like, I mean, if you're gonna protest, you want to draw attention to your cause, and that was a dope way, and that's and that's the type of shit that this generation is really doing. You know what I'm saying? They're doing they're doing things that that we've been trying to do over the years, but they're doing it in new dope ways. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck, fuck with it. Um, Milwaukee New generation Buc- are always the 2.0s. Right. Um, the Bucks, you know, walked off the court. You know what I'm saying? That was a big moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially with this whole bubble situation going on and players feeling like they didn't even want to play basketball because of the tension that was happening at this time, like across the country and all the riots and everything that was happening. Um, yep, absolutely. And, and they, then they took a stand. This year, I guess, put the pressure on everybody because... Um, it started to trickle down into different places, like including the NFL, where the um, the Redskins changed their name to the football team. I like mean, you that understand. was crazy, bro. It's, it's the fans. It's the fans. The fans are really putting pressure on these players and these teams, you know, to use their voice um, to say something. Because you know, you're looking at the Colin Kaepernick situation, to where you know he used his voice and he he doesn't even have a job right now, right? Um, because he uses his voice. So the the, the fans are really you know, going in on the players and the teams and the owners and all that, um, saying, look, you got to uh, uh, support this Black Lives Matter movement. Right, right. And, um, you have to be with us, you know, during these times. And then TikTok really took off. A lot of apps took off. Any app that was um, that yeah, was TikTok for the creator, off. something that if you could create something in your room and you can exploit it on a particular app, that app got lit. During, during quarantine, and TikTok was one of them. And one of the biggest come-ups was this dude, 420dogface208. Um, his real name is Nathan Appledaka, but he's the nigga who was on the skateboard with the bottle of cranberry juice with the Fleetwood Mac Dreams playing in the background, and that shit became, like, a commercial and, like, all kinds of shit. Like, it just showed the power of TikTok. Like, legit right now, if you do the right video... With the right setting and the right situation, just like him, somebody who was just trying to get to work. That's all. And have a ride. He took a skateboard to work. He had some ocean spray cranberry juice that he was drinking. He was filming himself doing a TikTok video, Fleetwood Mac playing in the background, and it blows up. And now he's a spokesperson. Like this nigga got yeah. a new job, like off yep. of that, yo. Yeah, you know he's what I'm saying? He's a spokesperson. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's the power of you know. Um, and, and I'm just looking at where all of these companies are spending their money. They're spending their money to get influencers to, you know, um, to pretty much advertise their product. So when they come across people who create viral videos who they didn't pay at first, you know, they're willing to pay them now because, you know, nine times out of ten, they're less than an influencer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're actually creating someone, you know, from scratch. Pretty much. It's interesting that you said that because in a little while when we come back from a burn notice in a little bit, we are going to talk about that because there is a company that figured out a way to um, receive what I perceive to be about a billion dollars worth of free 
influencer um, marketing, you know what I'm saying, um, with their new app. And it's the one thing that no one's talking about because the benefits seem to outweigh the drawbacks. And not just for people like me or people like you in the audience, but for the celebrities themselves. But sticking to TikTok for a second, um, Kamala Harris had her um, I'm Speaking Cross with Meg the Stallion's Girls in the Hood, and that shit became viral. On oh TikTok, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was like an extra stamp for her right there. To where Kamala, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Cause that matters this day and time. You know the fact that you have celebrity influencers that, um, you know, you, you kind of have crossed paths with, not not uh, in reality be in reality but in in virtual reality to where um you're almost you know using the influence influencers influence without having to pay them right you know now with kamala i'm not gonna say that she's like pandering and i'm not gonna use i'm not gonna use language like that i'm not gonna say that she's like um no i'm proud of her bro you know i'm not listen listen but listen what i'm saying i'm saying that you know there are certain aspects of her style and her approach to the vice presidency that you're going to see that she understands that to reach a certain demographic, the youth, the people that are going to run the country for the next 30, 50, a hundred years, you know what I'm saying? Um, that she's going to have to step into a few things, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah. just like the fashion, like the sneakers yeah. and the Tims and like these things that became like moments, like Twitter, it was a trending topic on Twitter, the number one trending topic when she got off the plane or whatever and had Tims on. Like this was like a huge thing to where I mean, she, she knows she needs to step into these kind of things. So here's the thing, uh, and this is why Kanye West has almost... Um, made you know a valid uh place in in the presidency <laughs> is because if you want to lead a nation or if you want to um you know get sway a nation um in your favor um you have to to, to sway culture right do you know what i'm saying and so with like he received six percent of the vote <laughs> like that's a he actually got voted for do you know what I'm saying? And so it's because he can sway. Let me ask you a um, question though. Yeah. But how much of that six percent do you think was a troll? Like, like do you think was like a like a literal troll from a person who who traditionally probably either decided they weren't going to vote before Kanye West was an option, or that they didn't care either way? Like, yes, he got six percent of the votes. It doesn't matter. A win is a win. But you know what I mean? I think that. Kanye got a lot of votes for the novelty of it for a person to say that they voted for Kanye West, which is good enough. I mean, I guess, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's good enough. If, if you were to win a presidency for people voting for you, just to say they voted for you, you still won. So, I mean, I guess I can't take anything away from that. Well, you got to understand there's three, a little over 300 million people in the United States. Right. All right. 6%. That 6 <laughs> 12, 18 million people. That's not, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's solid evidence that um, when you lead, you know, when you, you uh, basically. This nigga had the numbers. Under, yeah, yeah. When you understand culture and you, you uh, influence culture, you can influence people. Okay. Well, I'm going to try so to. that's what she's doing. Kamala Harris is understanding that, all right, if she influences culture, she can influence people. 
Well, I'm about to try to influence culture right now with my um, Loom Fresh Picks. Um, this is actually off of um, a new playlist I got called 12 Piece Hot. It's a rotating list of 12 of the hottest songs from um, Loom artists. You know what I'm saying? Like this, the um, streaming site that I told you I really fuck with, really fuck with their pay scale and the way that they've designed this gifting system in order for um, supporters to directly support the artists. So yeah, it's really dope. This burn notice is going out to Ali Joseph. This is WD40 right here on It's Not Just Me. Ali Joseph. Yeah, we signing and signing like WD. 40 on me, but it isn't a beam. I sip it, he up, and I sip with my young and it's been a business for dealing with me. Cushion of the bitty was out of a three. The bloodline, home base of Wisconsin. What are them body? We out for the cheese. We in it for life. I put it on straps. I came a long way from the Michigan nights. We're sipping my vice. Fucking all women that smell like vanilla and cinnamon spice. The kitchen is hype. I'm cooking up. I should charge when I drop. I'll be giving advice, but they never listen. They hard to hear. Too focused on the art of appearance. In the future, they're the same one. Shopping at Ross with a car full of clans. No investment in the goals direction all fucked up no control when they stand up in the morning i'm working on lyrics i got a couple of folks i'm chain i toasted the times i resented reflection but now when i look at the golden man the operation a little different over here let me explain it i went to college i sat in them lectures my cousin was cut to sit with the bailiffs i still haven't seen him in person but when he our papers he know that we gonna celebrate it this should been years in the making but nigga we finally made it all folks alone cooking 10 for a feature if she off the hook then i catch a release i give it a year i'ma stay at the noble telly when i check in the visa i get a check from fending off demons if galaxy send it i shred it to pieces can't lie my time is coming i'm an honest man so you better believe it the top good she look up and i'm cheesing give her a tip pass her a 50 we gotta move like the Vatican City and move like a gypsy. Always on go. Look at my kidneys, I'm saucy for show. If they want the smoke, toss me a cone. We rolling up, bring it straight to your dough. Straight to your. Yeah, we sliding in sinus like WD. 40 on me, but it isn't a beam. I sip it, heat up, and I sit with my young and yeah. It's funny, business from dealing with me. Cush to the bitty was out of for three. The bloodline, home base of Wisconsin. What are them body? We out for the cheese. We in it for life. I put it on straps. I came a long way from the Michigan nights. We're sipping my vice. Fucking all women that smell like vanilla and cinnamon spice. The kitchen is hype. I'm cooking up, I should charge when I drop, I'll be giving advice But they never listen, they hard to hear Too focused on the art of appearance In the future, I'm the same nigga that be still trapping Even though I got mins GPS tripping, no direction, getting good hair Rolling no while I'm staring I got a bottle of Henny, I'm cheering I told her not to take all what she wearing Cause that ain't my focus, now go run some errands Cause one thing you not finna do is run errands Ain't no comparing, bitches be looking at me like a motherfucking mirror They staring, I ain't no parent But all these niggas, my sons and I buy their clothes on clearance Chill with that staring, cause if I feel you a threat I'ma up this hole and get the air. You've been burned. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Ali Joseph, yo. He's um he's a Los Angeles based artist. You know what I'm saying? Um, he says he's a product of Japan and Michigan. Um, yo. Dope shit, yo. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely a burn notice. Go ahead and make sure you follow and him. And Ali, I'm actually looking at these um, Ibiza uh, Noble Hotel Suites. These shits is fire. <laughs> so, um, earlier um, I had mentioned that you had made a good point about the influencer thing. 
Um, and what I was talking about was um, Clubhouse. So Clubhouse is a late 2020 edition that um, I'm glad that you tapped me into that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because yes, I've been able to make some moves and set up some plays and add that to my repertoire for the shit that I was already doing going into 2021, but being able to use this as a tool and the way that I see the platform unfolding, not really for what it is right now, but what I see it becoming all the way into it. Right. Right. But that is an interesting situation. How this, um, app became what it is right now, because of course, you know, I had to do my research. I had to dig, Dig, dig in. I had to see what the fuck, where did this come from? And originally, you know, it was started, you know, like the tech guys, like the Silicon Valley dudes, you know what I'm saying? It was a very small, tight-knit community of people that had this. The founders, the creators, the first early adopters, right? Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you know that in order for it to become a big, popular thing, a pop culture sensation, black people had to put a stamp on it, right? Right. So, IE comes, the influencers. Uh, the celebrity influencers were the initial people who got these invites, right, right, into the platform. And they could invite other people into the platform, and it would show on their system or on their profile who invited you in, right? Right. Now, think about it. I know that the invite I got came from you, and you know who it came from. You know who you got your invite from. Right. That person got his invite from someone, from someone, solo, from someone, from someone, from someone. But somewhere down the line, this started with one of those black celebrity influencers. All of us are in there from a line that starts from one of them somewhere. You would have to go through a whole lot to track that line back to figure out what celebrity influencer started the line where you eventually got your invite from. But we know that that's how this happened, right? Right. And for that, it's interesting of how much should that cost if that was some if that was something that you were as an influencer charging for, how much would you charge for that? Because mm-hmm. the line of data may never end. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who I've tapped in have tapped other people in, who've tapped other people in, who've tapped other people in. So in the long run of things, I never know where this chain ends from where I started it at. Think right. about it. Okay. I'm curious if you have, yeah, I mean, you know what, um, <clears throat> um, someone who actually wasn't a celebrity influencer, um, I mean, but deals with celebrities, he's the one who actually invited me. So it's like, um, right. Know, but think about who he got his is. invite from yeah. and then think about who he got his invite from. And then think about who he got his invite from. What I'm saying is that it might be 30 people down the line, right. 50 people down the line. But somewhere down the line, this is where it started at. Because this is how they initially pushed the shit around. Because from what I understand, it's really only been been popping, popping since like May. But it really didn't really get a name name until like November-ish. November-ish is where the buzz really started. And... I've already seen... And you know what? I was on it actually at the end of November. Right. And I've already seen certain situations where for some people, this is going to be a hurtful 
tool for them. And I've already so seen. So it was actually started uh, in in August. Punch Double. Um, his name is Dennis D. Groot. Um, he said he's not an NR zero time Grammy nominee, which he's probably lying. <laughs> uh, you know, so he's the one who actually invited a person who invited a person who invited a person who invited a person. Okay. Who invited a person who invited a person who invited me. <laughs> That's crazy that you're able to t- track that down. You know what I'm saying? Um, Meek Mill was on there wilding out and shit. You know he was wilding out there with DJ Academics, but then he was just wilding out recently with some nigga from Philly in a Philly room. And it's just crazy because Meek, it, I've been saying it all year to where Meek does all these great, amazing things, and then he overshadows himself with some of the wild-ass shit that he does. You know what I'm saying? You like, know what? I think Meek is understood. I mean, misunderstood. Though, um, a lot of the stuff that he's saying makes sense and no one has a reply for it. So, you know, their reply is, is something that's boisterous and doesn't make any sense. Well, and no, he's saying, I, it does. I know. I feel you. Meek, like, think about it right now. I'm going to read you. Uh, Meek Mill gives toys, clothes to Philly families impacted by criminal system. Meek Mill partnered with Puma, Reform Alliance, DocuVault, GoPuff, delivered toys, clothes, and game consoles to families who are affected by the prison system. All this great, great shit, right? Right. This story gets overshadowed by you going on Clubhouse and taking over the room while in and leaning on some nigga because he disagreed with you after you just had a whole long spiel about how black men don't support other black men but then one dude disagrees with you on one point that you make and you just wow him all the way out and then you blame the media for gravitating to towards the bullshit more than the than, than the dope shit that you're doing but it's like what do you expect Right. You are, you know what I'm saying? And I've always said this to where it's like, man, Meek is his own worst enemy and shit because I love everything he does and shit. But I know that like on Clubhouse, when I see Meek, and not that he gives a fuck, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck, so this is not meant to be disrespectful, but when I, unless I'm looking for entertainment for the moment, I don't even go into a room that I see Meek Mill on in there because I just expect him to be ranting and fucking wilding on somebody. I ain't trying to listen to that shit. I get it. You know what I mean? But I gotta talk about it because yeah. I got a podcast. So, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> when 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 I know bullshit's happening in the room, I get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. Meek, if I see bullshit as a title, I don't even go in. Look, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and Twenty One Savage want to start their own music streaming company. He's on Twitter tweeting about we need some um, big time Silicon Valley's peoples to get behind us. We're trying to build a platform and a tool to connect it with the big companies and eat and build up some billion dollar shit, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Now you're on this clubhouse app as a very visible person, right? All of you niggas are famous. And this app was created with a bunch of these Silicon tech motherfuckers who are all on this shit in these rooms talking about tech shit. Right. Why are you tweeting about you need some of these motherfuckers when you have a platform where you can just talk to these niggas and ping them into private rooms that none of us are listening to and have these conversations? Instead of cursing out a motherfucker um, and and saying you don't know him and he's from Delaware and all kinds... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I I think, think, um, you know... Uh, it, it it's it's up to guys like us to you know connect them because some of them um 
are they're they're in the entertainment industry, but um, you know, they need a connector piece that that connects them to to industries outside, you know, um, outside of their network. So um, it's it's just about I guess connecting with people like me to you know kind of get at the people that you want to get at. All right. All right, so I want to get into some of my um, um, categories, and I want to start with um, let's start at the top with best hip hop albums of twenty twenty. Um, I believe if I were to nominate, if I were creating nominations of who I think my best albums were, I got to put Lil Uzi Vert with Eternal Would Take, Pop Smoke with Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, Lil Baby with My Turn. Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. Please excuse me for being antisocial, Roddy Rich. Good News from Megan Thee Stallion. And The Sharecropper's Daughter from Ciroc. Okay. Now, the Good News pick is a lefty for me. And the only reason why is that I am 100% sure that there will never be a time where I sit down and listen to that Megan Thee Stallion album. Mm. There, I can't foresee a time, unless, of course, I'm with a girl who's playing that shit like a motherfucking shit, which is exactly why I think that Meg executed damn near an almost perfect album. Because... I am not motivated to ever sit down and listen to that shit because she did not make that album for me. She made it for who she was supposed to make it for. And that shit worked. She gave me the one joint with Dirk that I could listen to in the whip. You know what I'm saying? And other than that, she stuck to her core and that's something it, that a lot if of it ain't new, broke. Don't fix yeah, it. And that's something that a lot of new artists on their debut fuck up they try to appeal to too many people at the same time and it don't work out for them she doubled down on her um on her you know what i'm saying but um out of those i mean who do you think probably had the best album of the year or do you think that there's someone else who should be in that nomination mm-hmm. that um i didn't mention i do have some honorable mentions I mean, you forgot all about uh music to be murdered by eminem okay um, yeah uh, i think that even though it it's it's um it's classic Eminem it's 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 Eminem, um but but I guess out of the the ones that you had I would I would definitely say the Roddy Rich album right um had to be the best one. Now, I, I'm gonna ask this question later because, Little Baby, My Turn was also in this category, but you would to say that the Roddy Rich album would have been the better album, um. And I kind of agree with you. I don't think Roddy Rich has the the best album in this category. To to me, it'd be between him and Lil Uzi Vert. Um, okay. However, I'm I'm definitely sure that Little Baby had the bigger year. Yeah, Rod, for sure. Rod, Roddy Rich had the hot start for the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But ultimately, Lil Baby had the bigger year. But yeah, yeah. I think that But as far as the album, album is of the album yeah. is concerned, yeah, yeah, that yeah, Roddy Rich, Rich album, yeah. So, for and sure. then Lil Uzi Vert probably would come in second there. Yeah, yeah, and right. then Lil Baby third. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, my honorable mentions are going to be Black Habits from D Smoke with 
the my issue with that is that I do not believe it belonged in album of the year category for the Grammys. I just it just feels plantish. Um, so so what <laughs> you got what you gotta understand about that is is the Grammys goes based on Sonics and uh, and, 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 and and D Smoke you know he has some great Sonics um, and he has some really great Sonics I mean I would give him an honorable mention as well yeah um, but he has he had some really great Sonics on that record and then you you gotta understand his brother is signed to TDE yeah so and that's that and that's music. just the other reason why why the where it's like I get it and I'm I like D Smoke but yeah it's one of those things to where it's like as Shout a mar- as smoke, a marketing man. guy as a, mar- as a marketing guy i finally realized what they did to me i realized what they did to me i guess so now i'm like yeah. ha ha all right i get it you know what i'm saying but then now when i see them him place place him in the category with nas and Jay Electronica and Royce the Five. Now I already seen what they were trying to do with these album of the year guys because they were trying to pick all the super hippity hop guys, the guys who they could possibly get to participate in the Grammys. And but when D Smoke popped up in there, it did feel kind of forced upon the audience. But I'm proud of him. I'm not hate. I'm not a hater, so I yeah. would never hate on him. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying. To where yeah, I, get what I realized what they did to me, and I'm glad at least it was a nigga like him. Yeah, yeah, they definitely absolutely. planted him on me through rhythm and flow. Like, absolutely. like I didn't know this sir was his yeah. brother until yeah. after he won. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with an honorable mention. I don't honorable mentions are just the ones that didn't fall into the top category. D Smoke yeah. may be up for album of the year, in my opinion, next year. We'll see what happens in 2020. Because for me to call it the best, I also go by the heat factor. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I go by a heap factor, and, and, and Roddy Rich definitely had one of the hottest albums of the year. And people will say that I should put D Smoke up there instead of the Sharecropper's Daughter. I'm from Ciroc. But she dropped one of those albums to where if I had to consider a hippity, hippity hop album, then I feel as though that she had a very strong offering as well as Shay Noir. If okay. I'm really talking like really hippity hippity hop shit, which are also women. I just think that women are killing it a lot harder than some of the niggas now, but also in my honorable mentions is PTSD from G Herbo. Okay, I yeah. like that album. Yeah, um, sure. King's disease from Nas um, because hit boy Nas hooking up with hit boy for the whole project did that for me. I didn't mm-hmm. really like too much that I was getting from Nas over the years, but I respected it because it was him. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't really bumping it like that. I was able to listen to this. Um, Heaven or Hell from Don Tolliver. I like okay. that shit. And Ho Why Is You Here from Flo Millie. Even though it wasn't really an album album. Yeah, she had a lot of singles. It, it was, it, yeah. I liked the approach. I liked what they yeah. what they were mm-hmm. doing. And I see what's happening with it. Yeah, she's fire. Shout out to Flo Millie, man. Yeah. Definitely doing your thing, girl. And I also want to shout out that Limbo album from Amine. Um, I don't really know whether to call it a rap album or R&B album. It's like a hybrid album, but that shit was dope, yo. That Limbo album, that was an album that you can kind of listen to from front to back. And I think that's why they called it Limbo, because it's like in Limbo of, you know, rap and, and, and R&B, you know, had, you know, elements of both the whole time, kind of. Well, we're going to come back after this burn notice and talk about um, best R&B albums of the year and who had the biggest year as far as R&B singers after we listen to this um, Good Days from SZA 
Oh, and it's not just me. It's a vibe. 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 Definitely coming out with an album this year. Looking forward to that. Shout. Yeah. Um, all right, so <clears throat> there was definitely some dope R and B albums that came out. Tiana Taylor definitely had one of them. But then she recently has been talking about that she's retiring from music, so I'm not sure if that was like a reactionary thing to 
just the support that she's been getting from the label over the years or if that's just a move for her to get out of those contracts. But I definitely hope she doesn't stop putting out music because that album that was called The Album was definitely one of the dopest R&B albums that came out this year. Nah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> um, other nominees I got is um, Brent Fias with his Fuck the World. Yep. That album was incredible front to back. Um, Kalani with It Was Good Until It Wasn't. Okay. Um, Hopeless Romantic from Tink was an album that went under the radar. That shit was fire. And it, and it, and it fit together. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it, it, felt, it, felt, okay. it felt like it was on purpose. That's a nice little addition. Yeah. Um, Back Home from Trey Songs. Um, Kiki from Kiana Lede. Before I Spill Myself from Timar. That album was great. And it also was an album that fit a storyline. Like, it goes through a relationship. You know what I mean? Right. So it's meant to be listened to from front to back. And I thought that was a great album. And um, Jesse Reyes, Before Love Came to Kill Us. Now, okay. a lot of people would argue that she's not necessarily R&B. And I would let that argument slide. So maybe she is more popish, But there was enough R&B there for me to consider it. Yeah, I can say I can say that 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 she's R and B, right? I can say. Um, I would say um, for for mine's it was um, number one, of course, Janae Aiko. Um, I'm yeah. not even sure. I have her as an honorable mention. I'm not even sure what you were thinking about not putting her. I know. The top. I know. I know. With with Chilombo, um, of course, you know Kalani, um, of course, Tiana Taylor, um, Summer Walker, Life on Earth. Um, um, the life on earth, I have that as an honorable mention as well, because it was the EP and like, I didn't want to do that because I know whatever summer Walker album comes out in 2021 it automatically sight unseen is album of the year in R and B, okay. especially in R and B, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how up on summer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but that was an EP. It was four songs, five songs. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't really consider that for R and B album of the year. Yeah. You know I mean, and so then, I had yeah. to make it an honorable mention. And then for five, I had, uh, of course, the Brent Fires. So. My honorable mentions is packed because R&B really did well this year. Yeah, they did. R&B and, and girls in general and rap, like, really ran the table. Uh, my honorable mentions is Movie from Danny Lay. Okay. Teenage Fever from Cash Page. Okay. After Hours from The Weeknd, even though everyone is saying, why would I put The Weeknd's after hours as an honorable mention. Um I wasn't I don't think that's the weekend's best work. And it, I'm not I'm not I'm not putting the weekend against good, anybody it's else. Work. It's good it's work, good work but, from yeah. him, but it's not yeah. I don't think it's as great an album as I'm supposed to say that. Like it the is. ones that I put in my top, they really yeah. put shit together. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm supposed to say this album is better than what I'm saying it is, but I just can't do that because I like the weekend. I fuck with him. Yeah. So I have to tell the truth fire. of what I think about it. And that is an honorable mention along with the summer Walker life on earth EP, Chloe and Haley with ungodly hour. I think okay. that they can have an album of the year, 
this album was perfect for them to transition out of the little girls. Yeah, they get a good into, yeah, mention. yeah, they did. Yeah, they transitioned well out of little girls into women. So now they can dig in and step into who they're supposed to be as artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Chloe is like 100% like. Beyonce, like junior, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. there, there, there are so many similarities just in yeah, the vocal crazy. runs and all kinds of shit. Like it's like, oh my god! So I can yeah, only imagine crazy. where they're getting ready to go. And she produces some of the music too. You know what I'm saying? Her and her sister just in there producing, singing, writing. Like now that they've shed off the little girl vibes. Yeah, they're doing it, man. Yeah. Black girl magic. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be lit. Um. Bear With Me um, from Justine Sky, the album version, not the EP version. So okay. she put out an EP called Bear With Me, and then she extended it as an album and put it out called Bear With Me. Um, it was Divine from Alina Barris, and then Chalumbo from Janae Aiko. Okay. Yeah, that definitely, should, that, that Janae Aiko, man. Yeah. She killed that, I ain't gonna lie. That is some of her best work, bro. It's definitely some of her best work. Yeah, I should, I should, I, that should, that should be up there for album of the year. I, I, okay. I, I miscalled that okay. one. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I miscategorized her. Let me put some, us, let me put some respect on her name. You know, yeah. what I'm saying put some respect on her name. You know what I mean? Now there was some letdowns that I had. One of them, the letdown, was fucking party. Oh yeah. Did you made me wait all that time for that? That's what I wait for. You, you know what it is? No. It, it was it was good, but we expect so much out of him. He shouldn't have did it that way then. He yeah. should have put something out then. He should have should have satisfied the anticipation early. You can't you can't make yourself become an urban legend. Or you know what I'm saying? Or you can't make yourself become a hashtag, you know what I'm saying, and people wait for multiple years for you to drop a product and then when you drop the product it's not that that. You could have got away with that album two years ago, but not when you dropped it now. Um, now, one person who I'm going to name, most people would say, well, that wouldn't be a letdown for me because I wasn't checking for him. But I kind of was paying attention to him just because I was watching the show, The Shy. And this nigga put out like a triple album. It was like fucking a ridiculous amount of songs, like fucking 50 fucking songs or some crazy shit. Oh, wow. Jacob Lattimore. Okay. But I really sat there and tried to give this nigga a chance, like flipping through like 50 something songs. And he had like a couple dope songs. But here's the thing. All of the songs sounded exactly like those couple dope songs. So it was like, a weird experience listening to that. Okay, gotcha. Where I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't really find what I liked or what I didn't like because it all kind of, like, sounded similar. Like, I just couldn't get, didn't get it for someone to put out so many fucking songs. But I like his character on The Shy, and there were some songs that I liked on it, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, when you see a nigga put out a massive amount of album um, records like that, you know, uh, I don't know. He's uh, that, you, you, want, you want most of them to be good. Or you wouldn't be able to make an album out of it. Yeah. Like Chris Brown did. Yeah. Ty Dollar Sign. That was another one. Okay, yeah. And you know what? Give me another beach house, Ty. Okay. Give me another beach house. Not okay. that. Don't give me that again. But Ty is doing like movie scores and stuff now, so 
It's like he's in a whole nother realm of yeah, music making. But here's the thing. Then what these niggas all right, what these niggas gotta do then is they gotta start telling us that shit. Like Rihanna, if if you're not putting an album out, at some point in time you need to say something. Nah, Do not dropping. become Dr. Dre. Don't yeah, fucking dropping. become detox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she dropping. Yeah. All right. <laughs> She's definitely dropping. Yeah. Um, well, she's definitely one of my most anticipated drops for 2021. Um, along with um Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. Do you think Nicki Minaj is gonna put an album out in 2021? Um, uh, maybe we might get Nicki. Um, 2021. We're definitely going to get a Cardi B album. It would make sense. You think that's coming first quarter or second quarter? I think people are going to stay away from January because Drake is coming at some point in time in January. Certified Lover Boy will be out. What do you think? For the the middle of January? Um, No. Uh, I'm probably anticipating a... Uh, Tomorrow. Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, um, tomorrow. No, I'm well. Well, I'm talking about from when we're recording this right now. I mean, the the, I'm the advertisement a Valentine's Day drop. No, no, no. Well, the advertisement for it said January 2021, and that came out like two months ago. And albums come out on Fridays, and tomorrow, from when we're recording this right now, is January 1st. Friday, Certified Lover Boy might come out tomorrow. Okay, it's possible. It's possible. It's not. Yeah. It's not probable, but it is possible. Yep, it's possible. Um, Justin Bieber is another anticipated drop for twenty twenty one. Yep, Justin's dropping in twenty twenty one. And even though Ariana dropped a lot this year, I anticipate her too. Just because to put her in the Bieber conversation of the, um, I guess, the female counterpart of what they're doing right now, where they're really digging into the R&B, R&B-ish. Yeah, and and, um, and I would actually have to put Ariana's last album in the R&B mention, too, for R&B album of the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Positions? You talking about yeah. positions? Yeah. So... Um, and Gunna, I'm, I'm anxious to see what Gunna does in 2021. I think he yeah, can be yeah. one. I think he can be one of those dudes. Yeah. Gunna can take uh, over. Yeah. I think he can be one of those dudes, yo. Yep. He's been working. And an honorable mention, I think that she's going to, um, catch a Meg type lick, um, maybe on a smaller scale. But on a scale, nonetheless, um, when she drops her album, um, Sweetie. Sweetie. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I'm I'm actually looking for Cash Doll to do something like that um, this year. I've been waiting for Cash Doll to position herself, but I don't think she that she's been able to get couple hits. the all. foothold with a consistent like string of... Um, of records that girls want to continue to repeat. She she continues to um to put the records out where she's obviously rapping. Like she's rapping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she hasn't quite, I guess, um fully 
tapped in not to not to make a pun on Sweetie Single, one of her TikTok hits, but she, um she hasn't been TikTokable. Is that you understand what I'm saying? She hasn't been the most TikTokable of the slew of girls who have caught some hit records this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You're right. Yeah, and that's what it's about. It's about having those records that, you know, can go viral on social media because that's what's going to run your numbers up. That's what rules. Right. Now, I do got a hot take for um, two other artists that, um, you know, I expect, um, I have anticipating drops from them in 2021. I don't know if they're dropping in 2021, but if they did, Joey Badass could have a good year. And the reason I'm saying that is that I know that he has a role on Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. Okay. <clears throat> so him now, Yeah, that, as, may help, that right. may help out because um, I haven't, you know, I know he has a cult fan base, but I yeah. just haven't. He hasn't really, he him. hasn't really con- been able to convert over into that mainstream fan base, right? For them to be able to take a record that they like of his to those new heights, right? But him being on a show that has a track record fan base, we're all going to carry over to that. All of us who watched Power, we watched Power Book 2. Even people who said they weren't going to watch Power Book 2 tuned in to watch Power Book 2. And guess what? When Power Book 3 come out, we're going to tune in and watch that shit too. You see what I'm saying? So Joey Badass can get, you know, a lick off if... He does the right thing. You know, his music can be in the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's different ways for him to move. And um, I think that Corday, I think Corday is really stepping into who he needs to be. He dropped the little letters off his name, you know what I'm saying? And just went with the Corday, you know what I'm saying? Um, He's been a spitter, you know what I'm saying? But now he's really leaning into it, and he seems a lot more comfortable. He seems to be um, that the young. He seems to be the new lyrical out of the young. Yeah, yeah, he's really dope. Crop of of artists. I actually watched a video of him um, freestyling with Juice World, and he was keeping up. I was like, man, yeah, he's really dope. Yeah. So. Um, and he has good management. He has he has a good label. So. Now, Charlemagne the God, um, in a nutshell, believes that we currently are not in and that the it, the end of the Drake era has already happened. Um, what do you believe? What, 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 what are your takes on I'm that? I'm not sure about that, Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, Drake still has a good... Drake still has a good... Um, and now, if you're saying that we're on the other side of, um, I guess what he's saying is that, all right, say Drake, you know, um, Drake has been running stuff since, I would say, 2006, right? Seven? Um, I don't, I when, can't. When the best ever had, had come out? Let's see. Let's see. You gonna look it up real quick? Yeah. Yeah. See, what Charlamagne is saying is that he feels like Drake oversaturated the market to the point where... Oh, 2010. So if he's saying <clears throat> that Drake ha- has a 20-year career, um, 
I guess what he's saying is that, you know, this is 2021. I mean, this is 2020. We're going. We're heading into 2021. He's on the other side now, um, of that that 20 year period to where he's on his 10 years out instead of his 10 years to his prime. And I'm not sure that I agree with that. I I, yeah. I feel as though that he still has <clears throat> realistically the next five. I mean, Drake can last. For I think how long he he wants to as long as he continues to put out hits. Yeah, I think he can stay in like a top position for a while if he chooses to do so. But Young Thug makes a great point where he says that a Drake level hip hop artist can only go so far unless they make pop music. Yep. Do you think but Drake makes pop? So okay, and and with that being said. That's why I say that he may have the ability to go on the way that rock stars are able to live on beyond what we would consider the prime of a rapper. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he has much more. I think he has more than 20 20 years in him. Um, he can do it for a nice 25 years. Um, Drake is still considered young. He can do it, you know, for, yeah. All right. Well, he can do it for at least another 15, 20 years. All right. Well, speaking of J. Cole, he also has laid out um, what his fans believe to be a release, uh, an, um, a vague release schedule of his music, or at least an order of what seems to be projects, um, something that he shared on Instagram, which was a rare thing for him to post. Um, and it says the fall off era. Um, it said features and ROTD three, which are both crossed out. Um, things that I guess he's done already. One representing a project and features, I guess just being features. Um, then it says the off season, it's a boy. And then the fall off, the fall off, which is an album that I guess people have been waiting for thinking that that was the next album. But what he's saying is that before the fall off comes out, there is something called the off season. There is something called it's a boy. And there's something called the fall off or the off season is him chilling. J. Cole got a baby on the way, and then the fall off is coming. Either way, there's two things that are happening before the fall off. But then a speculation started happening that the reason why the fall off has been pushed back in the release schedule is that that is the joint album, the elusive urban legend of this joint album between Kendrick and Cole that's supposed to happen. Right. I can't wait for that, man. That's gonna be really dope. Yeah, it'd be dope if it happens. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think they'll get it together. Yeah, I mean that'd be a dope collaboration. But let's talk about some of the best collaborations of this year that did happen. Um, one of them is from Lil Baby and Forty Two Doug that we paid. You know what I'm saying? That was that was a a crazy collabo. Um, Drake and Future snap one with um Life Is Good. Um. Yep. Beyonce and Megan caught oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a super lick with caught the Savage with the Savage remix. Um, 
Also, another remix that they, they, they caught fire was Jack Harlow with It's What's Poppin'. I ended up liking that Jack Harlow album too, yo. Didn't think I was going to like it, but I ended up liking it. Um, Welcome Down, that Ellen Ellie Chopper and Roddy Rich. Um, you know, WAP, that Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. Yep. Um, and some of the other ones that probably went underserved but were dope nonetheless was um one way flight benny the butcher and freddie gibbs um the woo pop smoke with roddy rich and 50 cent and um mr right now 21 savage with metro Boomin and drake you know what i'm saying i felt like you know that, what that was... i actually like that record it was yeah. like, it was like 21 um like attempt that pop and in in that yeah. it worked man that was it was fire but i knew that it wasn't gonna go I mean, it it charted, it charted in the top ten. It I did believe. enough. Yeah, yeah, it did enough. So, you know, he tried it and it worked. All right, and um, I guess before I go into another burn notice, I want to talk about some of the producers and some of the best beats I thought um from some records I liked in twenty twenty. The box. I love that beat. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So shouts to 30 Rock and that boy Squeeze and Zentaki. Um, the blinding from J Electronica. Now that was a monster of a collabo. Swiss Beats, Hit Boy, Arab Music, and G Ray. Um Now Laugh Now, Cry Later. Cardo really killed that joint with um Young Exclusive. Um that We Pay joint produced by Section Eight. Section 8 made some dope shit this year. Yeah, but that was definitely album. one of their big ones that they caught. Um, um, that um, Camouflage Monk had this joint called 327 from West Side Gun. Not really a big West Side Gun fan, but I really like this beat. It's one of those beats that I, I would listen to and like rap on in my mind while I was listening to the song. But shout-outs to that. And um, shout-outs to Jada Great for that um, fucking gray area beat, yo. Like that shit, that shit, that shit had like Kevin Hart and LeBron James and like all these motherfuckers, like you know what I'm saying, like really like leaning into that joint. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Two chains know how knows he knows how to make hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know if you can come accompany him with a great beat, you know he's gonna make you a hit. And you know, shout out to Jay on that man, all the way from home. Right. So um, this next burn notice. Is gonna go to Divine Truth with 23 rings on It's Not Just Me. I just lost my filter, feel like I hired them. Notice, notice, notice. Ain't no switch inside, yeah. Ain't no switch inside, yeah. Yeah, it's getting real heavy. Life on the yacht and it's real steady. Y'all ride the wave, I break levees. Flood in the city, I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're ready. Enough of playing background. We want that bag, that cash now. You can run it up or get smacked down. Red dots to the hat, better act now. Yeah, we don't even know your name, yeah. How you gonna rep the same, yeah? How you gonna match this flame with no propane? Please explain, yeah. No, we don't play no games here. Yeah. You been cloud chasing for the fame here. Yeah. yeah, I know you no name here. Yeah. You a lame here, yeah. nigga. 23 rings. Light up the scene. Living a dream. Me and my team. Shine like bling. 
first pick. Yeah, say I'm dope white bricks. Say I'm a star. I blow in for me a nebula. Lose a signal on the cellular. Yeah, it's level shop been pedaling. Uh, we got the rings. We've been working 23. Uh, I've been flying overseas. I'm just counting all the euros. You know, uh, flipping a bag while they sleeping. I'm lighting them all. They expecting me to feed them. Oh, no, no. Stay in your lane. Stop swerving. You ain't been putting that work in. Stay with your guys. You ain't never been gang. You ain't loyal. You don't ride. Don't try to switch sides, nigga. 23 rings. Coop got wings. Light up the scene. Living a dream. Me and my team. Shine like bling. 
I am saying right now, if this gets to Master P and Baron Davis and anyone who can get to them, listen to me and listen to me clearly. If you guys happen to purchase Reebok, knowing that there is a Kendrick album and there is a Cardi album that should be coming out in 2021, you guys need to lean into those two things. Lean into those two things before you even start to really put your feelers out for the next crop of top-notch athletes. You know what I'm saying? Wait until some of these stars are getting out of their current deals. The athletes who just were drafted in the past couple years. You have Cardi B and Kendrick Lamar in place right now. And hip-hop is the culture. You got a better chance of selling sneakers through them two than you do of selling through an athlete. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because athletes are influencers in their own way, but they're not... Inf- they're. I mean, they influence to a certain point. Right. But the people making the music and the people saying on social media all day, they're the real influencers. You know, so if you can get it to the people who, who feed them the music, get them to the people. If who, Reebok makes know. some fly-looking shit and Cardi B wears it, it's bitches up. is wearing it. Yeah, it's up. It's up. All right, so um, the biggest year in hip-hop. couple people to put into this nomination category. We will pick one. Lil Baby, obviously, is the front-runner. Um, also, Lil Uzi Vert. Roddy Rich. And Meg Thee Stallion. Um, and then one coming in late, uh, even though people said they hated his album, but because so many people hate his album, I think it gained so much popularity, Playboy Cardi. Uh, okay, okay. You know, that's just to put the twist in, in the conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, so many people talked about how they hated his album. It's like you had to listen to it. That ran his streams up like crazy. Right, okay. But it wasn't enough for him to beat Lil Baby out. No, not not enough. No, not at so all. So it seems like this is Lil Baby versus... Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich. Mm-hmm. Who had the bigger year? Roddy Rich had the hotter year coming in, but I think Little Baby had the bigger year overall. Yeah, I think Little Baby had a bigger year overall. I'll, I'll give it to him. But Roddy Rich had a hot start to this year, man. He was blazing hot this January. Yeah, blazing hot. Um, my honorable mentions are NBA YoungBoy. Okay. NBA Youngboy had an incredible year. Had an incredible year. Yep. And I think it incredible sets him year. up for a great 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And NBA Youngboy, something that needs to be applauded is that to date, as like an independent ish type dude like him, 50 gold and platinum plaques. Oh, wow. Fif- a combination of 50 gold and platinum plaques. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah. He was the second, I think, most streamed person on YouTube in 2020 with, like, some crazy number. Like, the most streamed person was Takashi 69 but And we only edged out Youngboy by, like, a couple million. And then the third most streamed person was Eminem. Um, and I have Mulatto. 
in yeah. my honorable. Mulat- yeah, Mulatto did her thing this year. Yeah. Yeah, she's starting to take off for sure. And and I have her in my honorable mention for having one of the bigger years, but I'm also going to have to start out my predictions of artists to watch for next year with her. But before I get into that list, let me just shout out um, some artists who I thought were also breakthrough artists of 2020. They really didn't have the biggest years. Some of them had huge years, but I feel like these were their breakthrough years. Now I still need to watch them for the next year, two or three to see where they go before I can put them in the category of, you know, Artists of the year. Okay. Which would be Doja Cat. Okay. Jack Harlow. Okay. Don Tolliver. Okay. St. John. Okay. And then once again, Mulatto. Flo Millie. Hold on. Hold on. Flo Millie is also in my list of artists to watch for 2021. And I okay. don't want to consider this her breakthrough year. Okay, cool. Because I consider 2021 being her mulatto year. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm anticipating 2021 being mulatto's Meg year. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Her Meg Cardi Nikki year. Because I feel like mulatto, if she really steps into the other rapper side of what she's already presenting, she can put herself into the quote unquote conversation of girls if they had to go with three she could become the argument the argument person okay she could become the person that you argue over into the third spot um so let's just 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 jump jump into it other artists to watch for 2021 24k golden now i probably won't like him much personally I probably won't listen to a lot of 24K Golden's music. Um, And that could change. My perception of him just doesn't make me press play enough for me to um, have a true evaluation of whether I'm going to like his music moving forward. But the my brain is my brain and observation is observation and i can tell you that 24k golden is going to have a big year because he's going to get a crossover hit he's going to get one of those hits that's urban enough for the urban stations and pop enough for the pop stations He's, that's all, he's, that's he, all he's gonna catch at least one or two yeah, of those this year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm telling you right now, 24K Golden will probably be a household name at some point in time in 2021. Um, Gibeon, listen, on is coming. Yeah, he's coming. He's gonna be like a Frank Ocean. He's gonna he's gonna be to get a fan base like that, non-gay. I guess allegedly. But Gibeon is coming. He yeah, already has the coming. cosigns. 
He's already been on the Drake projects that snuck out over this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, Summer Walker, um, Justin Bieber, Snow Allegra. He's already had all these co-signs. He's been touring with, with, with Snow Allegra. Um, he was on Drake Chicago Freestyle, like I mentioned. He's still in his mid-20s, um, you know what I'm saying? Listen, Giveon is going to have the right features and that right sound and that right He vibe. has a great team. You, yeah. know, you can tell he just has yeah. a good team. You know, so he should he should be able to do his thing this year. Um, if Trey was here right now, he would tell you that one big thing um, about some of these rappers is even some of the rappers who might not be technically the best rappers, you know what I'm saying, that there's a story that the fan base is attracted to. And once they're invested into the story, you know what I'm saying, it just goes, you know what I'm saying. And that is part of the reason why one of these other rappers that I'm picking to watch for 2021 is um um on this list and that's Fujiano. Um Fujiano. Oh yeah, Fujiano. Yeah, Fujiano yeah. is going to is going to catch one. He's going to be big. Um he got a major co-sign when the baby hopped on the Molly remix, you know what I'm saying? Gucci Mane is behind him, you know what I'm saying? So he has those type of connections. And the story. I mean, right now, he's in the headlines right now because uh, he allegedly melted off his ankle monitor. <laughs> and he's skating on the police, taking pictures on social media and all kinds of shit like that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's crazy okay. not to mm-hmm. not to glorify the negativity and shit, but Fujiano okay. got dope enough music and his antics are keeping him in the headlines. So I've seen shit like that work before. Not saying that he's doing that shit on purpose for clout. I've just seen the way people gravitate towards shit. People gravitate towards towards misfortune or whatever situations of others. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just funny to hear a nigga melted off his ankle bracelet. So that yeah. story will help <laughs> him sell music. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, what that shows is that he's determined, you know, and, and anyone that determined, you know, is, is going to get what they want. Right. Now, Flo Millie, as I mentioned, I believe that she is going to have a breakout year in 2021. I think she's going to be big. She's going to yeah, build on the momentum that she did in 2020, and she's going to be big. You know what I mean? Um, Tusi. I think that he is going to have um, a breakout year. You know what I mean? He's definitely with the same team who's behind the baby. Oh um, yeah, Tusi. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely gonna. He's definitely gonna break out this year. Um, Forty two Doug. Yep, Forty two Doug for sure. Definitely pay attention to him this year. He grew on me in twenty twenty. Think he's gonna have a big year in twenty twenty one. Yep, absolutely. Um, Fouché. Fouché is someone to pay attention to. Um, Fouché has that single out called The Deep End, right? Now, originally, the record blew up on TikTok because it was sampled by this rapper named Sleepy Hollow. Now, he chopped it and used it as a hook and then was rapping his own song on it. And niggas thought that it was his song. So... A bunch of people on TikTok in different places, people just like me who originally thought it was this nigga's song, we was just looping the hook and listening to her sing the hook. Like, nobody was really listening to the nigga's song like that, you know what I'm saying? But the song, of course, blew up on TikTok and went viral, right? And originally, she wasn't getting the credit for it. 
But it blowing up like that made RCA pick her up and signed her. Hint, hint. Grammy. (laughs) Yep. And they released the deep end and put it out as a video and a single. And that shit is taken off. And I think that she is going, she has a unique style and voice to her. She's the type of artist that I can see blowing up with um, the right team behind her. Yeah, her voice is very potent. And I was very critical of RCA about three years ago. And I've been less and less critical of them because they have been hitting. They've been hitting a lot more than they've been missing. You know what I'm saying? I was always critical about them on the Tanache situation, but I've since let that go because they've been smashing it out the park. Um, and I believe that Fouché is going to fit right into that machine and get and and get one. Um, Asian, she's definitely one to look for. Um, she's a, a person who has already written hits for a bunch of people. Yep. So it's not if she can come up with a hit. Now it's just that she's come up with enough hits where she can leverage that into an artist situation. Right. So I know it's going to work because I know who she's written for. Um, you know what I'm saying? And um, Mulatto. I think Mulatto is going to have the gear. As far as girl rappers go, yeah. If she puts out another album in 2021, which it it seems to make sense, there's there's no reason for them to slow down on that. There is no oversaturation of the market, so a mulatto album comes out in 2021, and for her, she has to drop in the same year as Cardi B, and I still think she's gonna have a huge year. Yeah, because it's 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 generational. You know what I mean? You know, there always has been room for. Um, generations to kind of come out together. Yep. And she's checking all the boxes. Like, she did the Spend It video when she dropped a deluxe album recently. And she said, instead of us turning up in the club, blah, 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 she did a whole music video of them going to the store and buying gifts for the community and dropping them off in the U-Haul and all that kind of shit like that. Like, not saying she did that shit for clout, but I'm just saying that yeah, she's doing the right things. Yep. Then she drops the single with her and Lil Baby, both from, you know what I'm saying, the same area. You know what I'm saying? She's from Clayco County. He's from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Right there in the same area, they do the collaborations. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're the new, young, you know what I'm saying, top-notch person. She's clearly the most visible and the biggest um, female artist that came out of Atlanta this year because she's one of the biggest female artists that came out on the scene this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Little Baby, we just said that he had the biggest year. So, I mean... She's aligned herself the right way. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah, got records thing about with all the, all the legends. Gucci. She did the Freaky Girl remix. Like She did everything right. You know what I'm saying? She got all that shit out the way. Yeah, and that's the thing about Atlanta. It's like when when, when you're either uh, from there or come there, you know, you, you can kind of connect with the right people to put you, um, you know, if you, if you line yourself up. Right, um, you can you can create some amazing things down there, man. Right. And all she did was got with the hottest, you know. He's right from there, so it it just makes sense. Nah, that's it, that's, def- that's definitely true. Um, so for real, that's all I got. So 
basically, well, those are the artists that you should watch for 2021. Um, I'll give you the list one more time just for the soundbite people, um, just so I could sound soundbite this. I'll probably repost this on Babbel too because I'm gonna download Babbel um, as soon as midnight hits because the beta drops at um, um, you know, on the first. That's gonna be a new app to watch. Apps to watch for 2021. Babel, along with Clubhouse, because everybody's going to be to sign up for Babel. I think for this beta, I think it's the open beta. Um, the idea of it is it's like Twitter, but voice only. Um, your post, I think, is going to be capped at fifty-five seconds in this original beta that's coming out tomorrow. Okay, but um, you can also attach links for people to go listen to other things. So it's going to be great for podcasters and other media content people, but for musicians and other people like that too. So I'm going to download it and see what it is. But, um, artist to watch quick list is 24 K golden giving on Fujiano flow. Millie Tusi, 42, Doug Fouché, Ajian and mulatto. Those are the artists to watch for 2021. And, I'm pretty sure I'm right about most of them. So, we're out of here. See you. <laughs>